Nothing But The Words, episode number 36, How to Cut 30,000 Words from Your Book. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Last week, I talked about how to deal with rejection. That's a reality every author and every writer must face at some point in time, usually many points and many times throughout our careers. But I completely forgot I was actually supposed to address another topic last week. In episode 34, I shared how long your book should be, depending on the genre. So in this episode, I want to share how I help my coaching clients and my editing clients cut their work when it's just too long. Right now, I'm helping a client to cut about 30,000 words from her manuscript, which is more than 100,000 words. She does not want to publish a 400-page book. She is incredibly brilliant. She has really spent years honing her philosophy and studying this area and putting it into practice. And so she has a lot to say on the subject. She has a very specific system around which she's written her book, but it's just too much content at this point. Her book doesn't actually need all of that content to serve her readers in the way that she wants to, so we are cutting. Now, I contend that having too much content is actually a great problem to have. We have the luxury now of just keeping the very best. Anything that we think is mm, sort of okay or just, just fine, we don't have to keep in the book. So we're in a great position. She's in a great position. And even with that, I know it's not easy for her to cut certain stories and certain ideas from the book. It's rarely easy for an author to cut their favorite stories, their favorite concepts, their favorite moments from their work. These things really matter to them or they wouldn't have put them in the book in the first place. But cutting the fat will do your readers a favor. They don't want to wade through all this extra fluff to get to the heart of your book. They want to feel like the whole thing is the heart. Cutting also does you a favor because you're likely to get a better response from your readers. You'll get better reviews. You'll get more word of mouth. You'll get more book sales, ultimately, if you don't have extra content in your book that slows readers down or bores them. And if your book is not longer than it needs to be. So the way I'm working with my client to trim her content is the same way I would advise anyone to do it for themselves. Before she started writing, this client actually created a fairly detailed outline for her book, quite detailed. And before she makes any cuts, I'm actually having her go in and add even more detail to her outline. It's a how-to book, and for some chapters, she has not included in the outline which case studies and anecdotes she's sharing in the book. So I had her add those things with the specific tips that she shared in each section. Having all of this in one place is giving her a global picture of the book. She can look at this one document and see if anything is repetitive, anything is redundant, anything is irrelevant. She can see if anything needs to be combined or compressed or cut. Now, if your book is too long and you don't have an outline to begin with, that's not a problem. You can always reverse engineer one. It's not that time consuming. It's totally doable. But before you begin this process, whether you have an outline or not, I suggest you take a week or two or even a month 
away from your manuscript and come back to it with fresh eyes. If you've just finished writing, it's going to be really hard to see anything that can be cut from your manuscript. You'll be way too close to it and you are likely to want to keep everything. So take a step back, give yourself a break, and then come back to it. Okay, so if you've already written an outline, if you started, good, brave author, with an outline before you wrote your book, before you wrote your manuscript, you're just going to go back and fill in some details. If you need to reverse engineer one, my whimsical flight of fancy authors, then that's okay. You can do that. Start by making a list of all the chapters in your book. And then if you've written a a memoir or a novel, list every scene that occurs in each chapter. If your book is narrative nonfiction, personal development, or professional development, list the scenes and events and the concepts covered in each chapter. So for example, if you wrote a book on diet and nutrition, and in the chapter on micronutrients, you told the story of one of your clients who discovered green juices, then bullet point all those things in the chapter outline. So include that what micronutrients you covered, include what story you told. So you really want to be detailed with this because it's going to save you a lot of time and headache in the cutting process. So get super honest with yourself about what needs to be in this book and what doesn't. Keep your one perfect reader in mind. Remember, this is the person who is representative of all your readers. This is the one person you're writing for, the person you're speaking to with this book, the person who's waiting for your book already. Keep your two purposes for your book in mind, how it's going to serve your reader and how it's going to serve you and keep the message or the theme of your book in mind. Anything that doesn't serve the purposes and support the message in a way that will resonate with your one perfect reader can likely be cut. In fact, I'll go so far as to say it should probably be cut. It doesn't matter how much people love that one story you always tell and how much they insist you must put it in your book. It doesn't matter how cool that concept is. If those things don't serve the reader, the purpose and the message, they got to go. Anything that's repetitive or redundant should also be cut. So if you have a story about how your grandma bought you your first laptop when you graduated from college, and that's the laptop that you use to launch your business, which later grew into a seven-figure business, and now you're a successful CEO, that's fantastic. But if you told it in chapter one, you don't need to tell it again in chapter 13. You may want to refer back to it, but you can probably do that in a sentence or two or three without taking the time and space to tell the whole story again. Don't repeat entire stories. If you refer back to a concept, make sure you're doing it for a reason. You may need to reinforce it, but you probably don't need the full breakdown explanation that you shared when you first shared the concept with your reader. Now, before you make any cuts to your actual manuscript, make sure you save the version that you're working on as a separate document. That way you'll have it. If anything goes wrong, you realize you really didn't mean to make these cuts. This has all been one big mistake. (laughs) Then you can go back. That usually won't happen, but you can go back and you'll know it's there. And if nothing else, it'll give you peace of mind while you're making cuts so that you know you do have it there. Now, before you cut anything from the manuscript, Go through the outline and just line through those things. Make those cuts there so you can see a global picture of what it will look like after you've made all your cuts. I actually like to do this with post-it notes on a whiteboard and each chapter will be a column on the whiteboard. And then below each chapter, there'll be a story, there'll be a post-it note for each story or concept or idea or element of that chapter. It's a much more visual and tactile 
experience and you can move things around. So even if you decide not to cut something, but you need to move it, it's very easy to see when you do it that way. If you do it though, just make sure you take a picture of the final result. That way, if anything goes wrong, you don't lose your work. Now, once you've made all those changes and you feel good about the shape of your outline, it's time to actually start cutting from the manuscript. This is hard, you guys. Sometimes this can be a really painful process, but it is so necessary. So if you have lots to cut, like 30,000 words or more, there's a good chance that you will still have more to cut even after you've made these high-level changes. But that's okay because guess what? You're going to read through the whole manuscript again. Yay! You are so sick of your manuscript by this point, believe me. (laughs) You've probably read it lots of times. I'm not even going to give you a number. Let's just say... 10 would not be out of the ordinary, but that's okay because once you've made all those cuts, you need to read through from beginning to end again to make sure that you make any new transitions in there that need to be made and things still flow smoothly and that none of those cuts were the wrong cuts to make. So start from page one, still reading through the manuscript with an eye for what you want to remove, what is not serving the manuscript and Go through and look and see what you can cut. Again, it needs to be relevant. It needs to be serving the purposes of your book. It needs to be delivering the message of your book. If it doesn't do those things, if it's not relevant to your one perfect reader, it needs to go. If you took five paragraphs to tell a story that you really could have told in three paragraphs, shorten that story. These are the kinds of cuts you'll have to make at this more detailed level. If you find long, unwieldy sentences that will just confuse and exhaust your reader, trim those sentences. You've got to make those cuts. It may seem like it won't make a difference to remove four words here and 10 words there, but in the long run, it will make a difference and you will have a better book. So look for repetition, redundancy, and irrelevance on this detailed level. If the story is really important, but five lines in it are superfluous, cut those lines. They may be beautifully written, and that's the challenging part. They may You may be thinking, wow, that's some of my best stuff. But if it doesn't serve the book, you've got to let it go. Now, don't rush this process. And just as importantly, don't rely on anyone else to do it for you. You may have an amazing editor. I'm an amazing editor. You may have an amazing author coach. I'm an amazing author coach. But I can't take responsibility for my client's work. Your editor and your author coach cannot take responsibility for your work. Ultimately, if your manuscript is too long for the genre you're writing in, the only one who can decide what needs to be cut is you. Be open to suggestions from your editor, from your author coach. Be open to suggestions from your beta reader or your best friend who's great at writing and really knows books well. Be open to suggestions from people who want you to have the best possible book you can have but ultimately you own it. So even if your author coach says, hey, you really got to cut this chapter, this whole chapter needs to go. If you can make a case for why it serves your reader, your one perfect reader, it serves your purposes for you and for the reader and supports your message, you get to decide. You're the one who gets to decide what stays in your book. That's one of the pleasures of self-publishing because when you publish traditionally, your editor has a little more say-so than when you self-publish. Now, that being said, don't disregard your editor's suggestions because you're in love with part of the book. If your editor really makes a strong case for why something needs to be cut, you need to seriously consider that. If you trust this person and you hired him or her 
to help you make your book the best it can be, you really need to give that some serious thought when they make those kinds of suggestions. So make sure your coach or your editor knows who your book is for, how it's going to serve those people, how it's going to serve you, and what the message of your book is. It is so worth your time to invest the days or the hours that it will take you to cut anything that doesn't serve your book well and to cut your book so that it falls within the normal word count and page count range for your genre. The best books are not the longest books. I have great books of every length from 80 pages to over 400 pages on my bookshelf. Their length or their lack of length doesn't make them great. What makes them great is what's in them is only what needs to be in them. There's not a bunch of extra content that's put there to help serve the author and stroke the author's ego, but doesn't serve me as a reader. The best books are written by people like you who are willing to do the work to hone their craft, develop their writing skills, and when the time comes, really make sure the only content in their manuscript is the content that needs to be there. They're willing to put in the extra time to produce something great. That's all for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, come and connect with me on Instagram. I'm sharing writing tips and inspiration over there too, at Candace L. Davis. And I'd love to hear from you. DM me and let me know what kind of book you're working on and when we can expect it to be out in the stores. I guess that means Amazon these days because we're not going to stores. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.